0: What's going on, y'all? This is Trey Smith. I'm joined by my buddy, uh, Joshua Dobbs. We're going to have Beach Galloway, another close friend of ours, joining and moderating for us as well. Uh, we have a special guest coming on later on the show as well. But we have a great topic we're going to get into. UFOs, UAPs, are they real? Do they pose a threat? The United States government is pretty interested in them, and I think it's worth looking into. So as we kick off the podcast, I want to start off by talking about my story. Uh, disclaimer. I didn't care about UFOs whatsoever. I didn't care about aliens. I mean you see the movies man Independence Day, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, heck even Lilo and Stitch, but at the end of the day, you know Who cares man? So I had a situation where I was driving And I look up and I see a strange light and I'm not really sure what I'm seeing It's probably like a water tower, a plane, helicopter. It could be anything, right? I keep driving. I keep driving. I'm looking around the road. I'm like, man, what is this thing? It's just sitting completely still and so I'm looking at other people driving beside me, and I mean they're looking at it too. So I'm like, okay. I know I'm not going crazy. So the closer we get to this object, I'm just looking at it. It's not moving. It's stationary. It's just a ball of light. About the second where I could get a, a good grasp of feel of like what is this thing I'm seeing, it takes off, and boom, it's gone into a speck in one direction. I'm like, what did I just see? So once again, I didn't care about UFOs. I'm like, dude, I gotta go call somebody. So I call my dad. I talked to him about 30 minutes. I called my sister. I'm like, man, y'all, I know I'm not going crazy. I just saw something I can't explain. Maybe I just saw an unidentified flying object. So after I experienced this, I'm like, you know what? Let me just look into it. Like, are there sightings in the area? What 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 am I what am I what did I just witness? You know, the curiosity starts running rampant. So I go into a really deep rabbit hole of uh, too many podcasts. Way too much research at the time. It was the off-season. I had the time on my hands. Why not? And I was able to just sort of find some facts. I was like, okay, it's a little bit, a little creepy, man. So what what really is it? So I'm going to go ahead and open it up for Dobbs. Um, Dobbs, what do you think, man? UAPs, UFOs, are they real? What are they, man? All
1: right, so what's up, y'all? Josh Dobbs. I first want to dive into your story because I think your story um, is very consistent with everyone's story that says they see a ufo a uap whatever they're called nowadays so trey your story where were you like where where did you see this object yeah i was driving from kansas city all the way into dallas so you're in kansas so my thing is like i feel like (laughs) i feel like and this is going to start this off every time there's a ufo sighting obviously we have which is going to be trace point later you know the different reports from military pilots but for the most part you know it's always just in random cities right middle of nowhere, Kansas, you know, middle of nowhere Iowa, you know, out in New Mexico and all these random spots. And I do think, you know, they're, they're, I I do think, you know, when you're driving down a road and you're probably pretty bored driving down the same street, you can definitely look up and uh, perceive a lot of things that aren't really there. So my thoughts are this, you know, I think, you know, I think are there devices out there flying that the general public is unaware of? Yes that probably certain people in the government aren't privy to, yes. Now, I think it goes to um, you know, the initial thought of this conversation, all right, where are these things coming from? Me, I think anything that's flying that we've seen, uh, I think it's from some created by humans to fly on earth. I don't believe that if you see a UFO, you see an object is flying I think it can be considered unidentified, but I don't believe it came from another world.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to add some context for some viewers out here that aren't familiar with your story, Josh. Josh is not your regular NFL quarterback. Uh, He was an aerospace engineering degree at the University of Tennessee, a torchbearer recipient as well. Also interned with NASA and completed that as well. So Dawes is not your normal quarterback when it comes down to the subject. He's overqualified for it. Now, segueing into American culture with quote-unquote aliens, UFOs, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's important for the viewers in terms of context to lay down where did all this begin, where did the quote-unquote hysteria begin as well. And once again, we got a, a, a preseason game on Saturday. Uh, there's so much information that I had to get. I don't have time for this, man. I got to be in my playbook, but hey, bear with me, me, guys. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> man, I mean, dude, bear with me, bro. I'm, I'm going to pull up the document that I have, but I'll probably go from there. But um, okay. let's talk about... First and foremost, uh, let's get into the Kenneth Arnold situations. I think this is what paints the story of quote-unquote UFOs, unidentified flying objects in America. So what I gathered and found was in 1947, there is a private pilot by the name of Kenneth Arnold, and he took off from Chehalis, excuse my pronunciation, Washington, on his way to an air show in Pendleton, Oregon, with another stop allowing him to refuel his plane. He was piloting a single-engine light airplane, and it's important for... His credibility as well to mention that he was an experienced pilot with over 4,000 hours of flight time logged uh, prior to this point. Uh, He was also part of a search and rescue team at the time to find a downed plane that had about 32 Marines, had a $5,000 reward. Uh, So shortly before 3 p.m., he circled around about 20 miles west of Mount Rainier when a flash catches his eye. And in quotes, he says, it startled me. I just assumed it was some military lieutenant out in the shiny P-51, and I caught the reflection of the sun hitting off his wings. Upon further inspection, he was able to rule out an airliner plane because multiple lights and objects began to appear. He saw nine total objects flying in an echelon formation, sort of like this. Arnold described each object as circular about 100 feet across with no discernible tail. The objects periodically flip, banked, and weave side to side like the tail of a Chinese kite. So the formation was crossing in front of Arnold, and he decided to time his passage from Mount Rainier to Mount Adams. He calculated the objects were flying around 1,200 miles per hour. Some accounts say the objects were flying 1,700 miles per hour due to his calculations. So, Dobbs, what are your thoughts on the Kenneth Arnold story? This is just the first one we're getting into,
1: but what do you
0: think Kenneth Arnold really saw?
1: Man, one, I can't speak on anyone else and what they saw, right? Um, I think you bring up some good points, right? Like he says these devices were moving at – 1200 miles per hour which I don't know how you would just know obviously that same year um, We were able to break the sound barrier when the first human created craft uh, with the x1 Um, Those specific things right. I can't speak on what someone sees But I'm also like, okay I need a little bit more proof than one guy telling me things were moving 1200 miles per hour, you know, I think um, That's just my personal opinion, right? I think there's a lot of stories out there, but Also, I will say around that time is, to your point, pop culture, um, flying saucers, a lot of things were hot then around aliens, UFO sightings. So I think that also plays into the hysteria bug that started around 1947. And then I think that grew into obviously like the Roswell sightings. And then from there, then obviously, you know, it catches wind with um, Hollywood Um, And then from there, really the sky's the limit to, as we talked about, just human imagination.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna interrupt here real quick. Um, Dobbs and Trey have done a great job of painting the history of UAPs and UFOs in America. But one thing that is lacking from some of the historical encounters with UAPs is the burden of proof. And that's something that changed for the UFO, UAP community back in 2017 with the New York Times article exposing the UAP task force, And for the first time, getting the civilians real video evidence and testimonials from military pilots of what they're seeing, how unique this technology is, and that it's real. The government prior to 2017, and even in the year following 2017, had never publicly acknowledged unidentified flying objects in any formal setting. And that all changed with the New York Times article, Lou Elizondo, Christopher Mellon, and everybody that we see in the news now. We're gonna be joined here shortly by a guest that's gonna explain this in a lot more detail, but I am curious of both of you guys' opinions on the recent military encounters with Commander David Fravor, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, uh, and what you guys think those encounters are, because our government has gone as far as saying on multiple accounts that they don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they know or are aware. You know, I think, you know, their military encounters are unique and, you know, definitely when you hear them, they can be scary to a point where, what is this technology um, out there that not even our own pilots here in the United States know what is going on, whether it's just outside our capital in Washington, D.C. or off the coast of San Diego. Yeah, you know, I think it's very, it's crazy to think about what what are these pilots seeing, but, you know, I will say, you know, our government, um, other countries, as they develop this technology, they have also had the habits of not um, sharing all the uh, different, all the information with the technology that they're rapidly creating. You now we've had the B2 Stealth Bomber, and we had the X30 Rockwell ni- 1993, we had the X33 Lockheed Martin 2001, we had NASA going X36, X38, X43, X46. Then we had the X47A, X47B. If you look at all of these crafts, some of them are manned, some of them are unmanned. Many of these crafts are built for supersonics to go faster than the speed of sound several times faster than the speed of talent. It's talking Mach 2, 3, 4, and up. right? So if we're creating these technologies that only certain parts of our government, of our R&D know about, um, then for other people seeing this, then it will come across as te- technology not from this earth, technology not from this world. And mind you, every single one of these um, planes that I listed have all, been, have all flown or been in service for the last 50 years.
0: Yeah, for sure, I think as civilians, we're sort of on a need to know basis at times. I mean, there's some things our government does that we don't need to know in terms of innovation for our own private security and safety. Um, I think also just like, once again, going back to military accounts and testimony, when you look at the cases of Lieutenant Graves and Commander Fraber, I mean, a lot of the stuff they're saying is really compelling. Like Graves was talking about how once they updated their radar system, they were seeing these objects constantly, every day suspended against hurricane force winds um, doing maneuvers. Once again, that are unlike anything. And I mean, he's gone so far as to say, like he created a nonprofit organization filled with aerospace uh, engineers, uh, doctorate uh, degree people as well in terms of like figuring out what this is. I mean, he's compelled from the standpoint that they're just trying to make sure there are safe measures because they don't know what these things are. If they are uh, programs and things that our government is building, you know that presents a threat. Presents a threat to them and their safety as well, just in operating and tr- basic training and military exercises while flying.
2: So let me let me jump in real quick. So basically, the the main pervading thoughts here surrounding uh, Commander David Fravor's case and Lieutenant Graves' case are: could it be secret U.S. intelligence? Could it be foreign adversaries? Or could it be something else? I'm gonna just go ahead and say, if we believe the testimonials from either of them, the objects that they're describing are. Hundreds of years advanced from any technology that we have. I mean, these things are traveling at speeds that would flatten a human if, they were, if there was a human inside them. So we either have to not think. For you. Oh, it, well, the tic tac object is, the other objects are not. If this thing is actually flying at a speed where it's picked up on a radar 60 miles away in a second, that's not technology that we have. I mean, China creates drones that are consumer drones that we buy that I have right here. And they fly like drones i mean it, it is fine but it has a battery Again, government drones but, that we have we currently build them we spend billions of dollars in our military and if we had a technology that was hundreds of years advanced we would have it so it's we i mean we know it's not us
1: yes but you haven't given me where your source you think it's coming from is like the
0: source is the source is bunk man like at the end of the day it's just like this is happening the people in charge, the people who are out there actually engaging in our military are witnessing these things and have no freaking idea what it is. Screw the source. I'm just saying, do you think it's real? Do you think UAP is real, Josh? Do you think people are seeing I mean, You think everyone's lying? I, you think it's a I, hoax?
1: I never said that. And I said, I never said that. I started off this conversation saying, I believe UFOs are real in the standpoint that they are listed. Unidentified flying objects is an object that I look up up to the sky and I don't know where that object came from or what it is. I think, yeah, those are real. Now, saying they came from another alien civilization, I'm not saying, I'm saying I I strongly disagree with that, but I am saying there are things flying that the average civilian and the everyday pilot can look at and not be able to identify.
0: Well, Congressman, thank you once again uh, for joining us on this podcast. We just want to basically take the moment out, just say thank you. And once again, uh, you are one of the leading people in Washington, pretty much spearheading the UFO, UAB, UAP excuse me, debate in terms of what they are, how we're gonna keep progressing in the subject matter, as well as just addressing, do they pose a threat to our domestic safety here in America? So we just wanna thank you for that. But also what are the next steps in terms of the UAP debate? I know we saw the UFO, uh, UAP, excuse me, I keep saying that, subcommittee and the different things and the testimonies that came out of it. What are the next steps in Washington?
3: Well, thank y'all for having me on, first of all. I've watched y'all on the field for years. Um, My six years of undergraduate studies at the University of Tennessee, I I accomplished a lot of things. And I would have played for the University of Tennessee except because I was the captain of the 1982 Bearden High School football team. We went five and five, y'all might have heard of me. I was... (laughs) Where do we go from here? We've asked for a special, um, a special committee, which would be a, a select committee, which would give us subpoena powers to call people in and give them some, a, a little bit of comfort on the whistleblower thing, because a whistleblower situation is a dangerous situation. They claim you have whistleblower protection, but the reality is you really don't have much. You end up like David Grush, somebody from the intelligence community leaks something about your past. He has um, post-traumatic stress syndrome.
1: So, when when you say uh, bring people in, now are you saying you guys are working to put together uh, bringing people in that uh, the people that have seen the UAPs and the UFOs and that are reporting these things to have them actually testify? Yeah, and that's
3: what we had before. The three people we had, you know, we had two pilots, and and they are the ones, mm-hmm. the ones on those TikTok videos, not TikTok, not like the Chinese
1: propaganda. <laughs> And, uh, when, when they're seeing these things, what and I, I will just be frank, cause we were just going back and forth yeah. pretty heated, yeah. heatedly about what are the, what do, what, if, if you had to say, what, what would you say? What would you say these things that they're seeing? Well,
3: all I can do is quote the sworn testimony by one of the best pilots in the world who said, it's nothing that I've ever seen. It's nothing our adversaries have. I mean, honestly, Josh, you're a, you're a, you're a freaking astronaut. I mean, you're a scientist. You get it. Um, they, they hover for hours. They can take off, go to three, go to five, mock five. And honestly, if the Russians had it, Putin wouldn't be in this worthless war in Ukraine. He'd land a UFO on the front steps of the White House. He'd get out bare chested probably ride a unicorn over, wrestle Joe Biden, get unicorn, ride back into that UFO and fly over. If it was China, China would own us.
2: So I guess, I guess my question is we watched, Trey and I both watched the the hearing and there were three different answers on the reception of the information. So Mr. Grush obviously has said that he's had a lot of threats to his life, incredible threats, but Commander Fravor and uh, Lieutenant Graves both said that they had had good experiences, that they'd been received with open arms about this. Uh, What kind of, what's the disconnect between both of their testimonials?
3: okay i I can tell you pretty much um with the two pilots you know they they kept their mouth shut and they you know they said that those tic tac videos didn't exist for the pentagon did and then it was leaked um and i'm pretty sure i know who did it but um it was leaked and then they called um i think think was traver i called him back in and said hey you know i mean the pentagon said they didn't exist and then they came out and said, "No, these are fake." And then they got the audio and could hear the voices on there. And then they went to him and said, "Hey, is this real?" He said, "Yeah, you know, yeah, it was, it's me." And then, um, and then the Pentagon was forced to show their hand. And this is the same Pentagon that says they don't exist, but it is the same Pentagon that's ask, asking for funding to study it. So, and you and you got to watch Chuck Schumer. Schumer's got a bill, and all the UFO people are, oh, this is great. He wants to um, develop a clearinghouse where all the UFO information goes to, and then they decide if it's a national security threat or not to put it out. Well, guess what? It's all a national security threat. They are not going to allow anything out. This is just another layer of government between you and the issue of UFOs.
0: Yeah. I think one of the most frustrating things is that if these things exist and they're out there, I think we're almost beyond that point. I mean, you're listening to the testimonies of Commander Fravor, Lieutenant Graves, various reports We went down to Roswell. That's something I've looked into as well. I know Beach and I talked about the Orson Welles uh, report that came out that one time, the radio broadcasting and the War reaction the of the American people. Yeah, the World of Worlds uh, uh, broadcast. Do you Congressman, do you think that that's in play or do you think that it's more so for the benefits of the quote-unquote shadow people in the government that are controlling all this to have access to the capabilities in this technology. I,
3: I think it's several of those things, but it feeds into the ability of them to keep it secret. No matter what the, their angle is, if it, if it gets to the same conclusion for the big boys and girls, then they're fine. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, agree with you more on what you said, though. That's uh, You know, you figure... You know they're up at Kenny Bunkport or or uh, Martha's Vineyard and they're in their their um, you know corduroy jacket with the with the sleeve you know with the elbow sleeves and they're smoking their pipes, sitting around and talking about us little people and how we don't we can't handle it and we need to we need to keep you know this under wraps because people would riot. I mean I I was told that you know it's it was kind of weird. I was in the in the tunnel um, one of the tunnels, capitalists, public you know they're open now since covid whatever after COVID, but and it was it was kind of weird a guy walked up to me that i knew and said you know tim he said we really don't need to put this stuff out and i was like what Hmm. he said yeah he said uh people couldn't handle it there'd be riots and i'm like riots by who you know I, i i could go to east knoxville and have a forum on it I could go to West Knoxville and have a forum. I go to Loudon, Lenore City, Dandridge, you know, wherever. I can, Claiborne County or Granger County. You know what? People would say, I think there's something out there. I want to know the dadgum answer. I don't care their color, their socioeconomic background or anything else.
0: I agree. I know we're basically already touching up on it, but with the UAP task force set up, is there a consensus that this is non-human intelligence, that these are not Anything relative to this earth or created on this earth, the, among congressmen, there is I feel, but
3: uh, but I don't believe in the intelligence community they're permitted to say that. Again, I'm a born again Christian. Jesus died for me on the cross. I believe that, but I, and I, so I don't have a problem with any other beings. It doesn't it doesn't disrupt, but they 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 always throw that in. So, congressman, I guess the the big sort of thesis here is that we
2: as civilians are supposed to believe when the report came out on the UAP task force that of the 140 some odd encounters, they only knew an explanation for one of them. Are we supposed to take that at face value and say the government is being truthful, they really have no idea? Or are we supposed to assume that that was a fabricated report and they actually do know what these things
3: are? Well, I'm gonna go much deeper. I think they've recovered something and i think that it, it's been passed on i don't think it's a recent it got i've been told many times there's um uh, maybe a radar or radio radio technology that that messed with these things that could could bring them down and they think that's what happened at roswell and so mm. maybe we didn't even know it we didn't know we were doing it at the time and so i i think i think it It's been passed on. I think it's compartmentalized. Y'all know where Oak Ridge National Laboratory is, right? Big Ed? Absolutely. It's right down the road. Well, that's where they did, the atomic bomb. And I think 2,000 people there. And believe it or not, there's probably only less than a handful of people actually knew that they were working on the atomic bomb. So fast forward to today, that stuff has been compartmentalized for years, since maybe the 40s or the 50s, which depends on who you talk to or some other crafts were were found Um, so that's passed on to businesses that have huge multi-billion dollar contracts with through our government defense i go back to the the pentagon fails every audit something's happened to that money and they call it change orders where they change an order and they automatically just pay them more you know and that's the way it works we just print more money and pay these people more money and I submit to you that money is going somewhere. And if you follow the money, if you extrapolate that compartmentalization, that the people who knew that they were working on a UFO or whatever, those people have died. There's a lot of deathbed confessions you can read. There's some really
0: documented mm-hmm. uh, people. Yep. I know a lot of times during David Grush's testimony, he was talking about how he couldn't disclose certain information a uh, multitude of times. Um, one thing I was thinking, I'll be wrong. Did you guys ever get a chance to do private skiff meetings with Rush where he could disclose where quote unquote these crafts, all these things are actually at, stored and housed? They've they've I've written a letter because they've stopped us from doing that, Trey, and thank you for
3: asking that. So he was denied apparently they've told us that his his clearance has been revoked or it's been or expired, which is really kind of weird because you have congressmen that you keep your security clearance. Sometimes after Congress, I forget how it works, but I have a security clearance. I have, a, you know, I can go in places. I've I've been in the skiff. I've been. I was. Uh, we went down to um, the big base down in Florida. Myself and two uh, Matt Gates, Congressman Matt Gates, and and Congressman Luna. They're both from Florida, and we were literally denied. We were told we were going to get briefed on a. UFO issue and they were basically, they turned us away. They had the meeting and it was about some other scary stuff that was pretty bad. And yet we turn around and and Matt got on the phone and called the Pentagon and some of the people over there. And then that general brought in those pilots and they briefed us on what they'd seen. And um, again, it always comes down to this is nothing that we have, and it's nothing that I've ever that anybody on this planet has. And I could always remember. I leaned over to Matt, and uh, and I said, because um, um, there was probably CIA. I'm not sure. I'd say it had to be CIA or NSA. And I said the spooks are getting nervous, and that's the old terminology for those old old timey, you know, suits that. And I said the spooks are getting nervous. You could see them over in the corner. They were. They were they were kind of because when they started talking about um, interrogate how they were interrogated for eight hours, you know they're supposed to be debriefed, and um, and they're literally penalized when they see that they. I've talked to pilots that said they've literally had to destroy tapes because I'll have to be uh, you know pulled off the flight. Those guys don't make a lot of money, and they're pulled off the flight line, and um, and they get a blemish on their record, and they get humiliated by their peers and they 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 tell me they don't even want to see them anymore because they they there's been a quite a in some areas off the gulf coast and there's an area in the, off the pacific where they see them they saw them for quite a regular amount of time and and they would hover for hours which we don't have any capability of doing and then they would just take straight up and they would take off and take at these incredible
1: speeds and things so and so do you think there will be any point then like answers to the questions that we're asking, or we'll ever, we'll ever find out, or will it just be a book left open? I think it'll be a book left open. I just think it's
3: it's gone too long, and they will not, until somebody walks out with the proof, Josh. This thing is just too big, and too many people are invested. Are I think the issue's been covered up again. I go back to the Kennedy assassination. They know Kennedy was shot, and yet, they keep saying well, Oswald did it. He acted alone, but they will not release the files that tell
1: what exactly happened. So why, 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 why hide it, right? Why not answer the questions? Why not? Why, why, why? If if there are you know um, vehicles coming from other planets with non-human organisms f- flying them, why hide okay. it? Okay. Why not? Donald? That's a
3: good, great question. You're a scientist. Imagine if I came up, what the implications would be if I came up with an energy source, as in the Tic Tac videos, it has no heat signature, that's capable of producing incredible speeds, um, Gs and things we just don't understand that can stay, stay afloat hours upon hours or whatever. And imagine what that would do to our energy companies in this country. You know, you you lived in Knoxville. Those old tanks down on Middlebrook wouldn't we wouldn't need them. Um, it'd put everybody out of business, and we would in the Pentagon especially would be out of business. All these missile defense contractors out of business. We wouldn't cause we wouldn't be going to war over in Middle East for the, for oil anyway. And um,
1: and I think it, it just it put a lot of people out of business. It's um it's a dirty so money 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 ploy is what you're kind of saying. It's like yeah but when it yeah that's 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 I, that's you interesting what i
3: thought that's that's
1: i've gone no no for that, i asked you what i thought because i wanted to know yeah i'm just like because i'm curious right like no matter what side of the coin you're on you know just me being an engineering mind right there there's there if there's a device right there's reasons for that device flying um and so it's like you want to know the source you know i want to know the source right like me and trey we might sit on opposite sides of this topic uh, for our, our upbringings and, and, and whatever we believe in these topics, but in that we both want to know like the source. So I'm just always interested like if they are coming from other planets. If that is the answer, like why don't we just have more proof of that? You know that that the that the public is is allowed to I see. I mentioned
3: that earlier, and I think I've talked to a lot of people that are in the scientific community that deal with this. And they think that there hasn't been any brought down recently. And the ones that were, were brought down by um, radio frequencies that, that we used, uh back then. And maybe we don't use now.
1: It's just a hypothetical question. There's been proven points in history where, you know, like the eighties, right. And like the sixties, right. We were developing planes that didn't come out to the public until the eighties and the eighties were really planes. that didn't come out to the public. So two thousands. So it's like, and I'm just saying, hypothet- hypothetically, sure. if what would you say if, like, in 20 years, right, it came out like this was just experimental technology to go into these type of military aircraft? What would kind of, Do you think that is a possible uh, answer to the question, just based off of what history has shown over the past 60 years, or do you think that's not even on the table just by the nature of this type of technology? I would, except
3: for the fact
1: that the human body would not be able to survive those G's. But what if it was unmanned craft, which is very popular? Yeah,
3: unmanned days. craft, exactly. But but the uh, ability to to fly, you know, Mach zero to Mach five in just a couple of seconds. You know, the ability to hover for hours upon end. We don't have anything that does that. So.
2: Are we just going to get like one video every nine months until we're
3: dead? <laughs> or is anything going to come out? <laughs> They're not going to out too much. I, 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 I think the, the Tic Tac video is probably about it for right now. Mm. I'll tell you, I don't believe that it's foreign. I don't
2: think it's Chinese or Russian. If it's ours, then we would should never have a problem again in this country because we would become the biggest superpower in the world, like Congressman said. I don't think it's ours. So you're left to whatever you want to believe. It came from another planet. It's you know future technology. It's something that defies any conventional laws of physics that we're aware of. And it, the government has gone as far as saying that it is real. The, <laughs> Commander Fravor saw something that went way faster than anything that we've ever seen. We've said that much. I just want to see a little more and like the congressman said i don't know that we're going to see it which is why we're left to having podcasts like this to
1: talk <laughs> i think i think we all want to see it yeah we, we all definitely do. We we all do we always want answers
0: it. we want disclosure that's it
1: i want answers yep. I want well answers. hopefully sure.
2: hopefully we will find some more soon and thank you to congressman Burchett for being the biggest voice in washington on this issue and taking some time out to talk with us uh I, I would love to I speak for Josh and Trey to speak with you more about this in the future and uh,
3: hopefully we can see you in Knoxville this fall for a game.